It's time to renew your mind in the Word of God with the Tia Marie Arnold Podcast. Today's topic is soul fillers. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. 1 Peter 1 and 9. We try everything under the sun to satisfy our souls, from over-excessive shopping to pushing ourselves in our health and fitness to overspending in beauty salons and spas. These are what I call soul fillers. There's nothing wrong with shopping, working out, or doing beauty treatments. I actually really enjoy all of these things, but I have also done some of these things with wrong motives. I have used shopping, working out, and beauty treatments to fill my soul. Fillers make me feel better and temporarily fill a deeper issue. Even after our spirits are saved, our soul still needs deliverance on an ongoing basis, and that's called soul sanctification. The word soul means life. Our spiritual life is saved from hell when we received Christ, but we need to be continually made whole and experience his goodness in this life through soul sanctification. Remember that our soul is where our mind, will, and emotions live. Our soul is where we feel, and we try to find things to satisfy how we feel. After receiving Jesus, a person can still use things to satisfy them, like relationships, TV shows, cell phone games, food, and even being busy at church. Yes, being busy at church can be a soul filler. Now that you have Jesus, you also have the gift of the Holy Spirit that will say, what's the motive? This has become a huge question in my life recently. What's my motive? When I dealt with depression years ago, I would use food as my go-to. It made me feel so good in the moment. I focused on how good it tastes. It got my thoughts off my current feelings. And it felt so good to eat. I'm a foodie, so I really enjoy cooking and eating good food. But afterwards, the same depression would return. There's nothing wrong with being a foodie. But the motive of being a foodie went from, I enjoy food, to, I need food to satisfy my depression. And that's where it became unhealthy. It only satisfied me for a moment. We can use things to make us feel good and keep doing those things repeatedly until it destroys us, which is called addiction, Or we can learn to trust in Jesus and receive the reward of salvation for our souls in time. Okay, so it takes time. The Holy Spirit will produce a truly satisfied soul over time. When we learn to trust in Jesus, you will notice those unhealthy feelings going further and further away from you. And this is the hope that we can have in Jesus. There have been so many times in my life where my soul was so broken from relationships. When I was in college, before I got saved, I would drink because of my brokenness or have sex with guys because of my brokenness. The result of those terrible actions was more destruction to my soul. My void got bigger and the pain got stronger. In those moments of brokenness, I needed to know that I could call and trust on Jesus to help me. I wasn't told that at the time, that I needed to trust Jesus instead of drinking or having sex. And I knew who Jesus was, but I really didn't understand what he can do for me at that time. 
Galatians 6 and 9 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. When I put my trust in Jesus, he began to turn my brokenness into beauty. He turned my mourning into dancing. Did it happen overnight? Absolutely not. No, it did not. But once I gave it to him, I was giving the spirit inside of me permission to have its way and heal the broken places in my soul. And my soul began to heal. But hear me, I gave it, I gave Jesus permission. I gave the spirit of God permission to do what its purpose is to do in my life, which is to renew me and to restore me. But if you don't give the spirit of God permission to have his way, then he's not going to just bombard himself. Okay. It's very important to keep that in mind. There are Christians that are still struggling with unhealthy fillers and need to be reminded that they can call on the name of Jesus, trust in the Holy Spirit and give the spirit of God inside of them permission to make them whole. Jesus wants to make us completely whole again. He made us whole in the spirit, but he wants our souls like our spirits to be transformed, saved and made whole. All of our souls need to be made whole and will continue to be made whole until we reach glory. But Jesus is our hope in this life. The scripture tells us what to do to save our souls from our sinful nature. Trust in Jesus. When we decide in that moment of weakness to trust in Jesus, who is living on the inside of us, we're saying, Jesus, I don't see you or feel you right now, but I trust that you're in me and I look to you and find my joy in you and also in the word of God. At that moment, our souls are being sanctified and made whole. We are focusing on thoughts of the faithfulness of God and the love of his son. We're saying in that moment that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That is trust. That's your soul getting the medicine it needs. Yes, there will come more situations where we are faced with feelings of pain, brokenness, anger, and sadness in our souls. There are still things in our souls that need to come out. But we can put our trust in Jesus who lives in us and we will rejoice in the reward of our souls being saved in that very moment. Remember, it's a continual working out of our salvation, but continue to trust and you will continue to feel satisfied. And over time, you will see the harvest. So you have to grow in your trust with God. Trust is something that needs to be developed. It's something that requires time. Um, and I think about with my husband, we uh, were in a relationship you know, but before we got, well, we're in a relationship now, but when we first met each other, we decided to be in a relationship, but trust was something that I had to grow in and that he had to grow in. And it's something that we didn't expect us to have right away. So even with your relationship with God, he wants to grow in that relationship with you. And that trust will begin to grow as you continue to spend that time. Uh, Galatians 6, 8 says, those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life in the spirit. And I love please those who live to please the spirit. So that to me says it requires effort. It's not something that's natural, but it's something that you have to put 
effort into and it's a desire that you want to please. It's a choice. So these are some things that I want you to think about. Think about a time when you used a soul filler to fill a void in your life. And like I said, mine was food. At time it was drinking, sex when I was in college. I mean, before I got saved, because I also got saved in college. Um, and I'll share a little bit about that in a moment. But what is it that what is it that you can look and say, okay, I know that I'm using this thing just to make me feel better. It could be food like mine, or it could be sex, masturbation, drugs video games. There's so many things. Like I said, staying busy at work or staying busy at church. You can be a workaholic. That is a soul filler. You can be a shopaholic. That is a soul filler. There's different things that you can use to fill your soul. Um, And like I said before, doing certain things um, are not bad. Like being active in your church and serving at your church or going to work. Those things aren't, there's nothing wrong with that. But what's your motive behind it? Is it because you're trying to avoid? Is it because you're trying to stay numb to a situation? That's when it's unhealthy. The second thing I want you to think about is what have been some negative motives in your life? So where there is an unhealthy action, there is unhealthy thinking. And so the things that you do are now going to be tainted because your thinking is wrong. And it's like I said, with the soul fillers, it's not necessarily that the thing you're doing is wrong, but it's the thought process. It's the motive that you have that is wrong. Because if you don't keep an eye on that, anything that you continuously do that's satisfying your soul can turn into an addiction. I know we put so many emphasis on drugs and alcohol as addiction, but there's more addictions than that. There's food addiction. There's sex addiction. There's TV addiction. There's so many things that you can just crave because there is an unhealthy motive and unhealthy thought behind that. So it's really good for you to ask yourself, where are my unhealthy motives? What am I doing And especially if you have the spirit of God in you, you're going to feel the conviction. And I believe it's always good to say, okay, what got me to that place? Some people crave to feel bad about themselves. They love to be in this place of uh, victim mentality. That can become an addiction because then it becomes your go-to response after something bad has happened. And you need to look, okay, what's my thought process behind that? Why do I do that? There's always a why. There's always a root. There's always a root. Okay. Um, the third thing I want you to think about is reflect on a time when the Holy Spirit filled your void. So this is my story. Um, I remember when I went to college, um, I remember just feeling one night, just feeling like it was as if God was showing me my voids and I didn't know what was about to happen to me. And I didn't know my life was about to be completely transformed, but we had like a common area in the dorms. And I remember sitting out there and I was crying. Nobody was out there. And I was prepared to get myself together in case somebody came out there. But it was as if like God had kept everybody away. There was nobody there. And I'm crying and I'm like, I start talking to God. I say, God, I don't, I don't know you like this, you know, but I do believe that, you know, you're listening. And I started crying because I felt a void in my life as it pertains to the men in my life. Um, and it was in that moment that 
I believed I heard in that time, and I now I know it was God, but I believe that I heard in that time that God was saying, I want to fill that void. I want to fill that void. Because before that moment, I had, I was kind of dating this guy and we were sexually active. And I told him, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. I hated the way it made me feel. I didn't have a complete understanding of the spiritual side of it. I knew it was wrong because I was going to a Methodist church. And so of course they tell you don't have sex. I knew it was wrong, but I didn't understand sin nature. I didn't understand the flesh. I didn't have a complete understanding of all of that, but I knew it was wrong. And I knew that I was tired of getting, being afraid of getting pregnant again. You know, this was years after I'd had my abortion. And if you want to hear my abortion story, uh, that's somewhere in one of these episodes that I've already done. But um, I was tired of just having the fear of that, having the the guilt on me and scared about in my catching. It was just I, at the time, it really wasn't anything like super spiritual for my reasoning, my reasoning, because I was sick of it. I was sick of myself. I was sick of the guilt. I was sick of the fear. I was tired. And so I told him, I said, you know what? I don't want to, this ain't what I'm, I, this is what I'm not about. I'm not about this. I don't want to do it. You know, if, if that don't work out for you, you know, we don't have to talk no more. And I actually didn't hear from him anymore after that. And I was okay. So um, fast forwarding back to the common area in my dorm. So I was thinking about those things like, you know, God, I don't, I don't want to be that person anymore. I want to change. And I overheard this guy uh, talking about God in a, in a, one of our school restaurants one day. And it really intrigued me because he was saying how he doesn't have sex anymore. He's been celibate and, you know, how God has filled, filled him and how he lives his life for Christ. And I had never heard anybody that boldly talk about a relationship with God. So it really like, planted a seed of desire in me. So that was the conversation I was having with God in that common area. Like, okay, you know, I've heard this guy talk about you. I I want to live that life. I want to live that life. Now, at the time, I was very attracted to that guy because I never heard a guy talk like that. And, you know, it was just like, I really want to get to know him. But this conversation really wasn't about him. It was just about what he said, that it, it was as if truth had had pierced me and had put this desire in me. So I kind of get myself together after talking to God and, and I, you know, go back into my room and kind of move on. Um, I started going, I, I was friends with this guy who had talked, you know, talked about his relationship with God. And so he invited me to his church. I started going to his church. Um, and one night in my dorm room, um, I was listening to T.D. Jakes. Uh, it was a worship album that he had did. My mom had sent it to me. I think Darwin Hobbs might have been leading worship at the time. And I, I fell to my knees. The Holy Spirit invaded my dorm room and I gave my life to Christ. And I said, from this moment on, I'm living for you, God. I'm living for you. I'm giving my body to you. I'm washing my mouth out from nasty filth of things that I say. I'm not laying down with another guy. I'm not drinking. I mean, I completely like I gave it all to him and he filled every single void that I had. And from that night on was the beginning of my eight years of celibacy. And as I sit here and I'm like thinking about that and it, it, uh, and my celibacy broke when I met my husband, you know, um, 
And God was, he was so real and he filled me. He satisfied me in areas that I never thought I could be satisfied. And while the hurt of of, um, broken relationships with male figures in my life was still there, I wasn't empty and I wasn't looking for other men to fill it. And that's what God showed me, that I was looking for a relationship because of the lack of relationship and the lack of um, just not having healthy relationships with the male figures in my life. I was looking for that in other people. I didn't know that. No one had ever told me that except for God. He showed me that. And he showed me that he can fill it. And so it was something that, and I started reading Romans, you know, um, leading up to that time of getting saved, because I was really interested growing up in religion. It was just like, yeah, I heard this all the time, but I don't know. It was like, when I heard this guy talk about God, it was religious. It was not religious at all. It was real. And I was like, I want that realness in my life. I was desperate for it because I was so tired. I was tired of myself. I was tired of my ways. I was not being satisfied. I was trying to get it in everything I could possibly find. Thank the Lord I didn't turn to drugs. Um, and thank the Lord I didn't become an alcoholic, even though I did drink. But I, I, was, so, I was so over it. I was over me. And I knew that I had tried everything else, but I hadn't tried the real relationship with God. I had tried the religion with God and it wasn't working for me. But I said, I want to try a true relationship. I want to give this guy, not this guy, this uh, what this guy had said. I want to give what this guy had said a try. I want to learn and know that God that he was talking about. And when I did, it was the best decision of my life. I share that story uh, because it is who I am. It is where my relationship with God has been grounded. I got saved in my dorm room by myself, not at any church, not being manipulated by, by feeling or emotion or by music. It was real. It was raw. And I thank God for that because I didn't know that many, many, many years after that moment that, uh, you know, my, my religious uh, roots were going to get tested. And thank the Lord that my relationship with God wasn't based off of a church because the church hurt that I had walked through, it would have shook my relationship with God. Praise the Lord. My relationship with God wasn't based on any relationship because if that relationship would have failed, the relationship with my God would have failed. I found God, me and him, him and me. He found me. I found him. We communed. We He touched me. He changed me. He transformed me. He did a work in me. He's continually doing a work in me and it's real and it has filled me. So why am I talking about soul fillers today? Because I am a living witness, a living witness that if you find the real relationship with a real God, you're going to see real change. That's the bottom line. But if you're trying to find a relationship with a real God through religion, you're not going to find change and you ain't going to find a real God. You got to come to him fully, completely transformed in your mess and your guilt and your sin and desire him and he will do a work in you and it will change your life and it will change your legacy. Oh, that is so good. Hear me, guys. I'm saying it because it is who I am. It's what I've walked through. The last thing I want you to to think about is what are some areas in your life that you need to trust Jesus and let the Holy Spirit be your filler? So it could be you could be where I was years ago and you're like, I'm tired. 
I'm tired of the bottle or I'm tired of sex. I'm tired of this, tired of that, tired of partying. I'm over it. And you want something different? Go to God. Go to the real father in relationship. For me, I think um, the thing that I'm learning to, uh, I guess, the area in my life that I'm continually growing to trust God in is in my calling. It's uh, trusting him with that and walking, learning to walk with him and learning to hear his voice on another level and learning to take the leaps of faith when they're uncomfortable. We all have areas in our life that we still need God and we still need to grow in. And so that's the thing that I need to grow in um, and that I'm continually growing in. And and I mean, not that's not the only area, but that's just one that I planned on sharing. Um, but we we all need to grow. We all need to grow uh, deeper in God. We all need to check our motives constantly, right? Constantly. Because maybe one day you're just having a great day. You feel super spiritual, but the next day you are all up and you'll feel some sort of way and in your flesh. And those are really the days that you need to question and say, okay, what's at the root of this? What's going on today? Because it's always... Um, from the other uh, podcast that I did is about sowing and reaping. So something must have been sown previously that you're reaping this bad attitude, you're reaping this thought, you're reaping this motive. Um, And so those are the days that you need to say, okay, Holy Spirit, I need you to help reveal to me what's underneath this so that you can face it and that you can allow him and give him access to it to do a great work in you. So I pray today that this has helped you be mindful. Um, I pray that my salvation story is encouraging to you or those who are in desperate need of having a real relationship with God, that it will push you in that direction. Um, Find him in the word, worship him, be transparent, give him your all. You will truly see uh, a great relationship with Christ flourish in your life. And that's what we want to, um, that's what we desire, right? So I pray that you have a great day and thank you for listening to the Tia Marie Arnold podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. For more information on Tia Marie Arnold Ministries, please visit us at www.tiamariearnold.com.